tracks episode eight is it it is wow as always uh i'm aaron i'm sloan it on your little stepmom <laughs> and today that was pretty good that was so good uh, russell brand over here we we are back on <laughs> hellraiser hellraiser number seven mm-hmm. deader 2005 i think this yeah. is the worst name yet Nah, well, it applies to the this, movie. It actually like stupid. means something instead of being like Hellraiser, Deadbound, Hellraiser, B- well, like, Bloodheart, Inferno had no Hellraisoning. Like like deader. There are debtors in this movie. Yeah, that's what like the cult's called. Without well, that, it we're sounds getting really stupid. ahead of ourselves. It sounds stupid. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's a stupid title. Yeah, could they could have thought of any other name, and it would have been. Yeah. Any other name for the cult, and it would have been better than mm, Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. So, uh. this movie uh, came out in 2005. At the time, I just have some background here. Doug Bradley, Mr. Pinhead himself, was 48 when they filmed it. Just oh, he's to, getting up there. Yeah, he's wow. getting older. He's like, yeah, he's getting there. Again, uh, Rick Boda is a director. He's the guy that's more known as being like a cameraman and more mm-hmm. of a just a cam- more of a camera movie. guy. We also so he directed this one, the one before it, yes. and the one after these three films. I think I didn't write that down, but that sounds accurate. Yeah, yeah, he he wrote the next one as well. And then we have another guy that was more on the camera side of things who um, went over, who did like the big edit on the script. He did the rewrite. So this was the second time that there was a spec script that was unrelated to the Hellraiser franchise um, that was then turned into a Hellraiser movie. And this one was Tim Day. He was a cameraman on The Mask. Starring Jim Carrey, mm. Biodome, starring mm. Polly Shore, oh, and one of the movie. I fucking love Biodome, bro. Sorry, <laughs> and he was also involved in SpongeBob. Oh, um, a camera operator? <laughs> uh, something I don't know. Maybe he did. Yeah, he I don't did know. The like the sponge and like actual starfish. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe they Honestly? do. Yeah, maybe there is that like I'm live action sure. stuff they do sometimes. Um, this one has absolutely no involvement from Clive Barker. Another straight to video, and it was filmed on location in Romania in two thousand two. Oh, hey! Speaking of the straight to video, I've got a What's weird, that? a weird little fun fact here. What you got? Um, so it was eventually released on Blu-ray. Oh, guess how Blu-ray! Much, guess how much it costs? Mm, I got goosebumps just thinking yes. about it. How about thirty-two dollars? I'm gonna go like it was a limited edition weird thing, sixty bucks. I thought you were gonna do a thirty-two dollars and one cent. Oh, the price is right me like a real bitch. I <laughs> love your guesses. So for the DVD on Amazon, the DVD is thirty-four dollars. Whoa! I, I already but, underbid. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not even the thing. The Blu-ray for a new copy. Yeah. For a used copy is two hundred dollars. No the? fucking way. Yup. 
and a new copy is 260. That's insane. I I couldn't find out much about this, but it was, why it must have been a very limited. So there's like thing. seven. Yeah, it's it's all super we rare need it. on eBay, we need Amazon, Blu-ray.com. It'll show our clout. <laughs> it's all 200 plus, no matter where you go. However, you can buy a four pack Blu-ray that has uh, Hellraiser four, five, six, dude, or f- four, five, six, seven. It's got four of them. I don't know. And, dude, that, and that's this. only that's like. Only twenty bucks. It was a really rare Blu-ray print, yeah. but you can yeah. get it in First a Blu-ray multi-pack for like a regular price. So, a mm. uh, little little side note there: straight to DVD with an expensive ass limited Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's all I got for the background. I'm just ready to get into yeah, this fucking shithole. Let's hop right into that drug house. Yeah. Ugh. Should we go over the characters or will we get to them? We'll get to them when we get to them. Okay. Oh, so I want to... I know we're, we're going to just blast through this plot, but real quick, while we're doing... While it's opening, it has, you know, like the pre credit stuff, you know, directed mm-hmm. by yeah. whatever. And the font, the font is so mm. exactly you wouldn't steal a car. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the anti-piracy stuff. It's yeah. the same font. It's got to be the same font. It's not like shaking the way they did those, but I'm pretty sure it, it is the same It is the same font. It would go with the new yeah. metal vibes of the fucking shitty movie. Yeah, yeah all uh, the fucking credits are done in that stupid fucking font. Yeah. <sighs> you, you wouldn't steal a... Baby. A baby. <laughs> so don't steal this movie. So don't steal Blu-rays because they're $260. Yeah, go to Cyber Jail. Turns out. So it starts in a trap house. Yeah. Drug den. Everyone's passed out. Uh, it starts with like a, a, a spoon with He's heroin. Like, they're shooting up. They're smoking pot. They're being smoking cigarettes. And we see. Their hair's <laughs> disheveled. We see our main character. Who, what's Amy her name? Klein. Amy Klein. Amy Klein. She's a journalist for the London Underground. She's writing an article on how to be a crack whore. <laughs> what a crazy <laughs> article title! Yeah. Yep, I laughed out loud, rewinded it, watched it at least twice <laughs> because the title is How to Be a Crack Whore by Amy Klein. And oh I immediately God. thought, we are in for a fucking yeah. treat I with felt this like terrible <laughs> movie. The the newspaper that she's a journalist for definitely gave me like early like vice uh vibes. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. we take our we put our journalists when there is still in edgy the proud situations. Boy yeah. And yeah. then they write about the edgy stuff that they Ugh. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So upset. So she gets a job. Um, she gets a tape. Her boss, well, she goes into her boss's office. His name is Charles. He's, He's bald. ugly and bald. He doesn't matter. He's her boss. He, doesn't. he comes back a few times. But he never matters. Things. He doesn't. Uh, it doesn't matter anything more than Nothing in this movie matters. The boss gives her a tape, and it looks almost like a weird cult snuff film it's like yeah i I don't well that is what it is what does she say like i don't exist uh so there's this guy so there's this group of people in this like weird warehouse looking building and there's a bed in the middle of the room and there's this girl and this creepy guy who we learn is named winter he's the cult leader and he's like uh are you afraid she's like yeah and he's like good Fear is a place we go to learn. And then she keeps uh, saying edgy. over and over again, I'm not, I'm, real. Not real. I'm not real. I'm not real. I'm not real. While she puts a gun up to While her head. While she puts a gun to her head. And then boom. boom. She fucking biffs it. And then so our hero looks at the tape and is like, you didn't call the cops? And then Boston is like, just wait. So they keep watching. 
Mm-hmm. And Winter. What does he do with his mouth? Starts freaking making out with her, dude. It's not really a make out. He just kind of like really Sucks puts his mouth, mouth over her mouth. Yeah. I feel like it's like what little kids think CPR is before they know what CPR is. Like, See, it's just what like, kids think. <laughs> it's so weird. He didn't Damn. make any of those sounds, but that's what I imagine it <laughs> Might as like. well have. He, he should have. He, it yeah, looks he, like it made that He sound. just fully cups her mouth in his mouth, which is the first instance that I got the vibe that maybe this is, like, vampiric. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's, like, doing something with her life force. Like, he's sucking it into his mm-hmm. body. Hey. Don't worry. They won't explain that or actually flesh that out. Well, because I think that was the original movie before. It was yes. Like, it was I think they were supposed debtors. to be a group of vampire-type people. In Romania. I think they get off on dying. Yes. So, well, so. He he comes up, head back. Sorry. And then it it plays heavy metal. It doesn't, but this is a big moment. Might as well. She wakes up. She was alive. She She is alive again. That's what the debtors are. That's the job that she needs to investigate. They kill themselves and they come back to life because nothing's real. So, Amy sees the tape. She's mm-hmm. like, what the frickin' F, Charles? And I think he refers to her as, oh. Dollar he's like, you'll know about this because you have an encyclopedic knowledge of skankology. Oh, yeah. What the yeah, fuck is God. that? This. He's pretty, like, shitty to her. He He's like, when she first came in, she's like, he said, ah, the mix of nicotine and patchouli. Wait, really? It's Amy. Yeah. That is what she looks like. Yeah, she does look like Nick. Should we describe her vibe? Um, no. Mm. <laughs> well, she has she just she has a lot of ear piercings. She has very early 2000s hair with yeah. like the weird knot braids, like white like um Angelina Jolie had this I hair. I assume she has a the, belly like, button twisty. ring. Yes. Oh, it definitely does. And definitely wears crop so tops that showed off, too. Crop yes. tops. And tons of camel rides. She's smoking so many camels. Yeah, no, she is smoking constantly. Constantly. That's what bad and girls putting do. them out all the time when they're not finished. Like, yeah. she lights them and puts them out. It drives me insane. Fucking, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, there is an address on this tape that yeah. she goes to to start her investigation. In Romania. Yeah. Um, where this place was, it, the thing was filmed in Romania. Yeah, right? the, it was, that's what we can assume Call from that. receiving the tape. Um, it's sent from a girl named Marla. Yeah. So we go to Marla's apartment. Uh, there's a creepy landlord guy. Um, she bribes him with American money. Did you guys pick up on that? What? I, I didn't Why even think so about it. I'm so stuck money. on that. Like, Why? But just to go see money and be like, yeah. Uh, what do you do with American money? You I'm go in Romania. You exchange it at a fucking place and then you get more That's money. so much work, American- though. Mm, yeah, it wouldn't American work. money, though, you'd see it if you're in a country that doesn't right, have Sloan. currency that's worth as much. You'd be like, All right, nice. Sloan, if someone bribed you in Romanian money, would that no, be a problem? No, because here's problem? the thing. American money is worth more than Romanian money. If I was Romanian and I saw some sweet-ass American money, I'd be like, yeah, give me this okay, shit. Okay, fine, maybe. You know, you go to your, like, consulate or whatever. You're right. It's You're right. You just go to the consulate. Um, whatever that word means that I just said confidently. <laughs> <laughs> she goes she bribes this fat nasty landlord and gets, gets five minutes in the apartment and mm-hmm. she quickly finds Marla dead. it's covered in flies it's disgusting she big yeah. time dead she dead on the toilet it looks like she dead strangled on toilet, herself uh, on the toilet her, she's kind of hanging from a, a, a rope around her she's head. leaning she forward 
Lean forward on the pooper. She's uh, dead. She has like overkill glassy white eyes. Like get it? She's dead. And she's got some flies. And she is holding. She has a package. And she's also holding the puzzle box. The puzzle box. The Le Merchant. Or the the Lament configuration. From Le Merchant. She does this kind of gross thing where she has to lean really close to this dead girl to grab the stuff. It goes on way too long. The scene goes on way too long. She spends too much time. The actual scene is like probably like seven minutes and it's kind of just like, all right, we get it. She has to get kind of close to this bot. She gets really close, but she probably didn't need to. It's probably just like overacting. And she She grabs the box. There's a nice little jump scare where she goes, ah, ooh, gotcha. Yeah, so, like, Marla's still alive, we see. She's, like, a zombie type thing. Like, Marla, like, oh, Yeah. Not like, oh, she goes, like, She just kind of, like, moves. She makes a noise. She goes, like, oh. It's supposed to be creepy. It's creepy in the way that, like, a funhouse, like, Halloween scare is. Yeah, also, it takes too long to get to that scare. Like, it seems like it's, like, all right. It does take a while. I thought it was effective just because it went on so long. I was, like, nothing's going to come of this. This is taking too long. And then it was, like, all right. And I was, like, oh, wow. Gotcha. It actually did the thing. It actually did it. All right, well, moving on. She opens the package. It says help us on the package. It's a tape. It's another tape. She puts it in. And And a key. And a key. And it is Marla alive, kind of. Like recording herself having a message for the journalist that she was hoping was coming. We don't know exactly who you are, but you're you're kind of the chosen one to help us. And and, she has some warnings. And she says, don't fucking open the box. And she also says... uh, Whoever he is, we'll find out. It's Winter, mm. the cult leader. Uh-oh. He'll expose your own demons to you as a warning. Yeah. Like, don't trust him. He's going to... And then she also says... And then she sends her on her next destination, which is the train car. She says, well, well, go to the last car. Tell Joey I sent you. Yeah. So Joey. before her next destination... Mm-hmm. Um, so as you recall, um, it said... She specifically said, "Don't open the box." So, yeah. So she she hits opens stop the on her box VHS. almost she immediately. Goes, immediately. She, she her next words are, "Oh, open it!" And she opens it. Fucking asshole. The box opens. <laughs> Shane's, Shane's hit her face. <laughs> we see Pinhead briefly, um, and he said, "Don't think for a moment you are not in danger." Boom. I thought that was, was a pretty a good point. line. Yeah. yeah. Pinhead always Pinhead has the movie. sickest lines in these movies. Yeah, and it's it's just another one of those. Oh, it was a dream. Because I was so angry when I found out this is another fucking. I it's mean, all a dream. At this point, that's part of the course. As ass. soon as you touch the box, your life is over, and the rest of the movie is gonna be weird and dreams. Yeah, and you don't know what happens. It's yeah. just like the last one and the mm. one before it. I'm so fucking angry. So her next location from who cares? Tape. It's all a dream, right? I'm sorry. I fucking hate this. I think the next scene is actually scene a pretty. Is, uh, no, it's good. It's, it's probably the best, uh, best uh, location of the entire movie. Edgy sex train. Yeah. Gothic sex train. Yeah. I think it. I, well, okay, maybe it's not the. It's not the best, but I think it has the most things to talk about during it. Yeah. Because there are tons of 
tits. And Titties also, and, and a wiener. Dogs, yeah, man. I wrote down on screen peen once That's again. That's awesome. I gotta say, as a woman, I'm pretty used to seeing boobies, and I'm really, I really like it when I get to see an on screen uh, donger. I don't, I don't think that the the move here is to get rid of on screen boobies like some. Just bring me more dongs. Give and us also, more dongs. Bring back the buns. The 80s had it right uh, on man action buns. heroes with buns. Yeah. Bring back the buns. I was uh, just watching Altered Carbon. It starts with like male buns. Hashtag bring back the buns. Mm-hmm. And it makes it more okay that there's boobies. We, we have a little bit of Because it's all okay. It's all bodies and it's all everybody's sexual. Mm-hmm. We are sexual yeah. beings. Let's just see all the bits. So, yeah, so bring we're... back huge nuts in movies. <laughs> yes, I want testicles. big Balls. Big balls in movies. I want to see him flopping around. I want to see him get tangled on things. I want to be yeah. part of comedies. Mm-hmm. Or yes. movies. Yes. Get comedies. Things. All of them. I want sound effects from the balls. Like, slapping on shit. What? Yeah. You use like spoons <laughs> and like slap them on your skin a lot to get this good sound going. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the, the sticky hands. For you like throw them like sticky hands. <laughs> Just... Oh, yeah. My mom's going to throw up when she listens to this. I'm so excited. <laughs> so... Anyway, we're on. She has to walk through this edgy sex train. She's and, thinking about balls throwing a sticky oh hand. So we gotta, we gotta jump through that. Sorry, let's move um, past and it. And so you would think here would be a time to showcase some like really dark, edgy industrial music or something. Mm. It's not. It's no. like it's like the pause music for like Jack and Daxter. It's. It's really pedestrian. Can you explain that a little bit more? Can you go into a little bit more detail with the, uh, I don't think. It's not anything that anybody would be dancing to. It's not anything that anyone would put on on purpose on this sex train. It's just weird, boring, like slightly spooky elevator music. It's it almost was, like they okay. didn't have a budget okay. for music. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Um, I, I, it, it was one of the only moments that the music stood out for me just because it could have stood out there and didn't. It fucking Yeah, that's it. like the time to play some like sexy like nine a nine inch, inch nails. Like that's nine inch nails. Nine music inch time. nails or coil even. Yeah. Oh, something dude. like that. Coil. Yeah. Yeah. The the one that never would be. So she gets to the end of this train and meets another character. What's the guy's name? Joey. 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 He has the coolest spiked hair. Oh yeah. He is He's touching butts. He's got frosted tips. Well, it's, his whole hair is frosted, but he's like so he's got bleach. the tips. Yeah, he's very bleach blonde. He's platinum. It's very spiky. Um, he I looks wrote awesome. down Joey the Juggalo. <laughs> That's fair. He does have that kind of a vibe. Yeah, what does Joey tell them? So he says some crazy stuff to Amy, considering that he just met her. He says to her that you've got this fucked up, self-destructive thing going uh, on. They really like force this line. Excuse me. Like you we've just been talking for thirty seconds, and and yeah. I already know everything about you, babe. Mm-hmm. It's just he, yeah. And so she's asking about she, you know, the tape says go to Joey um, to ask about the debtors, and so she's asking about it, like where are they? Where can I find them? Can you tell me more? And he's just like, babe, you don't want to mess with this. Um, he tells, and then he says to her, Amy Klein, don't do it. To which she responds, I've got that fucked up self-destructive thing going on. Oh. Hey, and guess and what? That's not the last way. time we'll hear that dumb shit, too. Yeah. What <laughs> happens one more time. Dog. So does he give her a hint on where to go next? How does I, that work out? I think he 
does. Yeah, he tells her where to go, I think, because she ends up there the next time we well, see her. So she leaves this train, and then she sees the cult leader from the snuff mm-hmm. video in Winter. the beginning. Winter just fucking jump into a moving train and die. Mm-hmm. And she tells the cops, like, hey, there was a guy that killed himself on the train. So they stop everything and they look. They don't find anybody. And they're kind of like, yeah, right. She's hysterical, probably on her period. And and um, they arrest her for. I yeah, think, because she's, she sees report, him again in the train and she starts running at him like, hey, that's the guy. That's the guy. And so eventually they're like, she crazy. So they, they just arrest her, to, her. They arrest her or whatever, and she has Charles, to get bailed out who you by said her boss. Doesn't matter. He does come. He has so many frequent flyer miles, by the way. He will continue to fly to Romania. <laughs> he keeps coming back. And I just like, how is he how is he making all these trips? So he gets her out of jail and he's like, Go on, babe, you self destructive gal. You you, you gutter punk. I don't know. He just like sends her back off. I think she says something like, so I have to do all the suffering. Very heavy handed reference to all the Hellraiser bullshit. So, turns out the key does a thing. Man, slow down. Really That's hateful here. You are dripping with just spite. It's just really obvious when they put it in the fucking script. Like, yeah, this is a Hellraiser movie, right? Fuckers. Fucking Tim Day. Coming at you, Tim. Timothy. Her key unlocks a lock. The lock at the debtor compound. It's like all these cult assholes. Fucking place. Yeah, Yeah, they're in a concrete slab basement kind of place where she gets to talk to Winter. Yeah, she so she goes through like yeah weird maze and then she meets Winter. Uh, She walks in on like a debtor ritual where somebody else he's mouthing on a dude. This yeah, he's. Just mouth on mouth, <laughs> like that, and yeah, they have a conversation. Did you notice that the music there was in this scene was like this like stupid fucking like emotional music? Like it felt like a rom com, and the like people were getting ready oh. to kiss, and like it Wait, didn't like when matter. she's in the maze or during the ritual. During the ritual, like it was like oh. like it seemed like, like it was like fucking scene? Twin Peaks, and it was like. Mm. Blah, 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 and it was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it seems like <laughs> it should be kind of like a little bit spooky, but it just feels like two people are going to start doing well, it. Well, they, I mean, they were mouth to mouth. Maybe they were just going for the mouth stuff. I don't know. I don't Maybe think it was that bad. was the, the goal. You don't think so? No. Oh, okay. Um, we do find out here I don't make movies. that, so Winter, his name is Winter Lemerchon. Yeah. As in, he is a descendant of the guy that made the puzzle box. Yeah, cool. He says, it's passed down through generations. And he brings up, she's asking questions about Marla, like Marla's dead, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Marla will never really die because she's not really alive. The more she doubts, the deader she becomes. I'm creepy. I'm a creepy guy with creepy hair. Um, And then, yeah, they talk about like her body's not real, blah, blah, blah. Flesh is just flesh. It's not real. And she wakes up in a bathtub because it's mm-hmm. all a dream. Another, another this movie. <gasps> now, now we have a, a little way to show her breasts a little bit. Nice. It's they're fine. I mean, it's cool to see a boob, though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to use that soundbite. Yeah. Um, somehow she goes from the bathtub to sleeping. 
and wakes up to... And she, well, she does have a... So, this is also we introduce um, her trauma, her personal demons. Yeah. Of, I guess, I think her dad raped the shit out of dad her when was she was a kid. It, it was like, they kind of, they kind of, they didn't like directly show that it was that, but it seemed like it was like a sexual abuse and physical abuse situation. She wakes up uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from her, probably her dream about the abuse of dad. Yeah. Uh, has a little bit of a weird feeling, a, a, a oh, pain in her and, back. Oh, oh, why is my chest oh, so weird? Shit. Yeah, this is my favorite. I think this is the most memorable scene from the entire movie to me. For sure. She sees a pouring stream of blood coming out, like dripping down her shoulder. Out of her chest, bro. She yeah, she up. got fucking stabbed. She got stabbed with a full ass knife in her back. Mm-hmm. And is just bleeding profusely. And we have this pretty long oh, media so scene long. where she's freaking out, topless in front of the mirror, bloody boobies. No, she's not topless. She's wearing well, a like man's open. shirt, which goes to oh shit, where's um, there is a tag on IMDb that is it is tagged as woman in nothing but man's shirt. And I don't understand how many movies could have that tag. I didn't look into <laughs> That's it. That's real. And I should have probably. It was probably. tagged? Is that like it, some weird Like fetish? she had a body double? No, 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 no. That was like the tag for the like, film. Like the entire film. Like, by like that. Like some of the other ones were like psychological thriller and like. Oh. Uh, like. Um, it sounds like a Pornhub search. Yeah, no, it was bad. And I was like, why is this the first one on IMDb? It's the IMDb? first one? And it, it was literally the first thing This is down. definitely for like those websites that are just like, just, where do you see boobies in movies? Like, I want to jerk off to boobies in movies. There's a subreddit And I want specific boobies. <laughs> I want boobies in men's shirts. There's, there's a subreddit called Watch It for the Plot. Uh, it is all about movie boobies. Well, Not that I've if someone like told a, me that, I think. Was it 40-Year-Old Virgin or something? They had, like, Mr. Skin, so it was, like, a whole joke. I don't know. Anyway. I don't care. Um, cool. So, while she you only has... Care about the boobs. While she's bleeding from her chest, Penny comes back. Yeah. Penny says, Why is it that you feel no pain? And she's, you know, isn't feeling any pain. You have been chosen when you open the box. (laughs) Belongs to me. I wish that he talked. You know, you've seen the films. You opened the box here, so it belongs to me. But also, Winter Soul belongs to me because he's doing bad death stuff. He's opening the doorway between death world. Stupid. It's it's the doorway between the living and the dead. Why didn't he just take him like he takes everybody? Um, uh, because he didn't open the box. Didn't open the box. He did open the box. He tried. He couldn't open it. I don't think <gasps> anybody could open it. It wants you to open it. You can only the box open is it. made to open. You can only open it if you have your own like inner turmoil. Not true. That's what it said. I guess. Not true. I know. That's it's that's me just trying dumb. to. Trying to fix this plot a little. Like that's have... that's what they're going for here. Yeah, I g- is that what they're doing? Yeah, it really is. So, um, yeah. So basically, she probably fucking wakes up again. Cause well, there is a good again. line from Penny. What does he say? He says, "Their only way out is through you and through me. I am your redeemer." I am the only way. Oh, the only way. I ruined that. 
And then I wrote, fuck this movie. (laughs) 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 Fucking. Yeah. No, Penny's. Dumb, dumb plot. Penny's killing it. Penny's always great. He always has the best lines. Even if, like, they don't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They're written nice. And he seems like, even if what he's saying is nonsense, it seems important. And I will give that to Mr. Pins. Mr. Pins. Bradley Pins. Um, so All right, let's wrap this. Let's. Yeah, let's, she let's goes back it. to the the sex uh, train to talk to Joey again, and he he says something along the lines of like, "You never knew when to stop," and then it kind of shifts. And it finds out Joey's dead. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. dead. There's a long, bloody booby scene. Everybody in fucking Romania has been in the fucking cult. There's Cenobites on the train. She sees Marla. So, like, Marla isn't actually dead. She's undead. Remember? She's Mm -hmm. this undead. She's a deader. Blah, blah, blah. She's bleeding all over the place. Um. I don't know. She says some shit. Time to face your demons. They like to say that a lot. She goes. The movie wraps up when they go back. Well, she goes to the mental the hospital. Don't yeah, skip the girl matter. that draws fast. She draws so fast. Oh, who cares? It's so stupid. She, she does draw I love really that fast. scene. Oh, God, There's this little, little girl, girl yeah. in the mental hospital where they're like, "Why is she here? Because she, she draws, draws fast. So fast. She must be insane." It's so funny. Yeah, I fucking loved it. Yeah, she went to the mental hospital for whatever. Then Charles reason. shows up again because Charles has so many frequent flyer mm-hmm. miles. He's just popping into and Transylvania. Like, okay, when needs, he needs he, we need to get this story. So she goes back to the concrete mm-hmm. slab for the final showdown. Oh yeah. Um, Penny comes back. Hell and yeah. Penny uses his classic chains. And he fucking impales shish kebabs all the debtors. Like, impales them all through the tongue. Yeah, six like in a big fucking chain. line. Rad. Also, Bra- how you'd maybe kill a vampire? Mm. Impaling through the navel? So we'll get to it. The chains go through, and they all have like comically like CG holes in their bodies. Especially and Joey. Joey the Juggalo <laughs> goes. Joey the Juggalo looks down and he sees a hole and he goes, oh, "For fuck's sake!" And then he dies. He's very funny. Yeah. I like him. Um. And so Pinhead wants to take her. Oh, well, like, he also first kills Winter mm-hmm. with chains. Classic. Yeah, he does the classic. He's like, hey, you chains. tried to be me, but like, I'm Pinhead, bitch. I'm Pinhead. You think you're cool because your family is Le Marchand? Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. You're dead. You're dead. You're hook, dead as fuck. Hook, hook, hook. Hook, 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 Blop. Bitch. And, uh, and so, and now he's like, okay, now for you. And she's like, well, you can't take me if I take myself. It's so fucking she stupid. she puts a knife yeah. into her. and so That she- doesn't get you out of... She's also... What? Yeah, she's like, it's my soul. I'll decide where it goes. Like, no, you open the box and also you're already dead. Aren't you uh-huh. already in hell? This makes no sense. So Fuck this Somehow, movie. I don't remember if it was right before or right after she stabbed herself. She says no and throws the... The, the box. box. That's what lets them out. And oh, oh. literally That's caused all of it. In the literally, it just could have done that, and just been like, "Hey, we we did yeah. it." And it's, and it's kind of film. the Ceno the Cenobites are pretty much Pokemon at this point. You throw the box, yeah, you know, what and they, they all come out. 
Um, I guess this would be a time to talk about the Cenobites. They suck ass. They, they are, at this point, they're pinhead arm candy. They don't do anything besides no. they're They just, look cool. They're on either side of pinhead. They look pretty cool. I, yeah. Some of them. There's I, one with sewn shut eyes. It's oh, really Aaron, disturbing. It looks like Cody doesn't think they look cool. I don't think they look that cool. I feel like Whoa. they look... I feel like they they function for that film, and if they were in any of the other Hellraiser movies, you would think they blow because mm. they're just very. They don't do the anything, movie sucks, and so. like also they don't like they don't have like any facial like movement like ch- no chatter they don't, like and, no. it's not, they, they don't just fucking do walk anything. into a scene or stand. Yeah, they stay. Yeah, they they have mm. no functionality built into even the costuming it's like you're right pretty and i assume it's more expensive bad. to get like a functioning makeup too yeah so there are actually four not including pinhead there's four other cenobites but there, there's a one with kind of a zigzag stitch over her face yeah there's a chatterbox is interesting because they they've kind of had one rendition of chatterbox they just keep doing different iterations yeah. of chatterbox but not necessarily the chatter mm-hmm and um We've got that guy, and we've got the stone shut eyes, and then we've got kind of like a leather strap bondage face guy. Yeah. But again, they don't matter. They look and cool, they're I so guess, generic. They just... Like they they aren't as cool as like the blobby one, or even like oh, the, my favorite one throughout. Like, well, not I, maybe I won't reveal my favorite one throughout the series yet. I think that's the oh. thing that I can oh, say. Yeah, keep it. So, yeah, keep um, that. To, but keep, like, keep come that on, like, come on, make them like have something to them, you know, instead of just being like. Yeah. General like tortury bondage thing. But at this okay. point, what can, what can you expect? Yeah. So I mean, how does how does he make how do so they go away? The way it ends is she stabs herself. Apparently, that makes her in control of her soul, even though that's not how this works in this universe. And they just go and and then the building blows up because of the box or something. And we see on the news that it's like the whole building crumbled and there's no evidence. Like they can't find any bodies and they can't like find any. They haven't found any remains. So mm. we assume that I'm going to just say she got fucked. She got dragged to hell. And then we go back to Charles in his office, bring in a new Young hot Hattie. girl journalist. And then he shows her the same tape. So, so it's, it's like trying to set it up. But that doesn't make sense. They're all in hell. Yeah, no, I saw, I, on, like, plot synopsis that I've seen, it said that she, or that, like, our our boy Charles here just Mm -hmm. unsuspectedly showed someone else to try to get the story out of them. And that, to me, like, I think, to me, it's better if he's, like, haha, I'm actually a part of this, like, evil thing. But, like, like, two of the things that I read were, like, he didn't know, and he just showed them the tape to get the story. It's, like, Jesus, really? There's nothing that goes on? Like, it's just kind of, like, this, like, just a bunch of ignorant players. But the thing is, is that it's just wouldn't even make sense if he was part of it, because, like, all the people are gone. Nothing makes sense. This movie sucks. This is, is, it sucks. It's, it also... It's boring. It's so fucking boring. I've got a <laughs> most boring calories I've seen. I got a weird uh, take here, guys. So we had watched this a little oh. over a week ago, and yeah. it was so boring, like mm-hmm. we just said, that I couldn't really remember it very well. So in, in order to talk about it today, I kind of skipped through it and watched watched all the pinhead parts fully, watched some parts fully, but mainly skipped around. In the fast version, 
I liked it. Like really, the the concept so when it wasn't like... so long and boring. Mm-hmm. Like if this was one episode of a TV show, like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes though. If it was twenty minutes, like so I much longer. Liked this. Well, here's the, the, the thing. The bones of this are okay. I no, think. here's the thing. It was written as a different script, and it was actually a movie about maybe a death cult that's vampires or something that could be an interesting horror movie, maybe. But it's not that. It fucking sucked. Yeah, well... Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm just saying the bones, there were... I was just surprised that I found any redemption at all. Yeah. Like, I kind of... I like the sex bus. I like... Well, who doesn't like the sex bus? Right. That's... I the, thought the, it was ridiculous, but, like, okay. fine. This was My a train wreck. second playthrough of this, I liked it more. I gotta say, I think I like this better than you guys did. It's fucking horrible. Don't get me wrong, it sucks, and it's probably my least favorite It made favorite no so sense. It was boring. It's, yeah. Um, well. Well, word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsors. So, our main actress... She's something. She puts out cigarettes really fast, but... That's not all she does. I would like to know more about her, and I think our stepmom has some more info about the actress that plays Amy Klein, the ear-pierced skankologist smoker. That's how Charles refers to her. That I'm quoting. Nicotine and patchouli. (laughs) I threw up a little bit in my mouth, but Ari Werner is something else. Um, okay. She appeared in a lot of other B movies um, around this time, like Eight Legged Freaks, Anaconda, oh. huh. Sharknado. Um, <gasps> yeah, Sharknado Two. Sorry, sorry, very sorry. Even better. Yeah, no, I think we we will tackle it eventually. I think it's like kind of like on it, so we have to. Um, she also put, put out an album with. Rick Rubin as the producer. Whoa. Called Shiny. What? Yeah. Weird thing. Did, did you happen to listen to any of it? I did. It was forgettable. I don't remember a single <laughs> melody on the entire thing. But but props to her, she did play guitar and write all the music for it. Or at okay. least I don't know all, but she wrote the music like, for it. So like yeah. other people might have wrote parts for it, but she did write the music. Okay. Um She's also been in Maxim and Playboy in like partially nude oh, stuff. So no she's shit. She's so been that's ranked. She was comfortable with the booby scene. Oh yeah, no, no, more than uh, fine with it. She's been in a lot of booby scenes, especially before her uh, her she she had implants and they actually um, she had some she had some complications. Get some hardening of scar tissue, and it caused them to look funny. And since then, she's been an advocate for natural only because she got them taken out, and she's... Oh, she went back. She went back. She was like, no, no, forget this. I'm not doing this anymore. I got into this because it was a societal norm. Like, gotta have huge... Gotta have a big old fucking rack to, like, get into this. Mm -hmm. So... The um, kind, at least the kind of work she was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, and she did say like having like, uh, having a nice C cup. She said it got her like more roles. She got a lot of like, comedy horror, uh, B movie style yeah. horror stuff. You know, girl, like though. like Eight Legged Freaks, Anaconda, those sorts of yeah. things. So, but 
where I, when I first watched this, well, when I watched this the second time, the first time I didn't actually notice this. The second time I watched this, I was like, she looks damn familiar. Why? Why does she look so damn familiar? Kari mm. Werner, who are you? Yeah. Kari Werner Don't played me. an important role in my childhood. <gasps> and this sounds like it's going to be a weird sex thing. But it's it not. does. Does it sounds like you jerked off of her in Playboy. I did look like her up nude as a Playboy. child, but it was not because of, well, it, it was because of this, the, what I'm about to tell you. Give okay. us the deets. Yeah. Harry Werner played an important role in my favorite video game. One of my favorite video games of all time. Top, top five, probably. Um, solid top five. Probably top three. Um, a game called... Is she Diddy Kong? She is not Diddy Kong. I'm really sorry. <laughs> she was in Red Alert 2, which is a PC game. It's an RTS that was released in two th- the year 2000, and it had full motion video cutscenes, which was kind oh, of like a... No. was not super, like, common at the time, because, you know, yeah. you, you had, like, some CG stuff. Or, that and was, that was, that was about it. it. Yeah. It was... Um, it was a game that me and my friends would play, or really just we. Uh, it was me and one friend would play it obsessively. We'd probably put at least you know hundreds of hours into it. But basically, the plot of this game, we're we're looking at we're looking at like pre World War II, and Hitler is removed from history because of some time machine stuff, and mm-hmm. because of that, the USSR becomes a dominant force under Stalin. Stalin takes over the USSR and it becomes like this big thing. And the first Red Alert game is all about that conflict. Um, The US ends up getting that under control and they put somebody else in charge. The person they they put in charge actually has a severe hate for the allied nations, you know, US, Europe, whatever, Um, Mm -hmm. and ends up waging war on the allied nations. And it actually has a lot of hidden talent in it. Like Ray Wise plays the president of the United States, who is the father from Twin Peaks. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, it's it's not mm. like a talentless. They, they hired some good people for these um, motion video cutscenes. Like it was actually like a production. Kari Werner played Agent Tanya, who is kind mm. of like a special ops type of person, who's like supposed to be this badass that can like take care of business she's also one of the main or like the hero unit you can only have one of her on the field at any time a lot of the campaign missions if she dies you lose um and she did the voicing for that and she was also in some um live cutscenes. and she was the hottie of the game she was she was definitely one of the hotties there were definitely like a few women that were in there for hottie status like there was also somebody on the if you did the soviet campaign there's somebody that was in like this like hot ass latex leathery like tight yeah, form-fitting yeah. stuff and spoke and i figured she was in latex uh, was she not she was not she was in like a crop top before her her implants exploded so like you know, she, so they she's were. Popping. They, she was popping. She, they were popping. She wore camo uh, cargo jeans too. So you know, she's nice. she, she can fit yeah. lots of things in those pockets. Very year two thousand. She can fit me in those pockets. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, this whole like game 
is centered around this like alternate timeline sort of thing um and like there's lots of like goofy wacky technology like um the ally nations have like mind-controlled dolphins that they use for naval combat there's time machines there's like lots of like like nikolai tesla had a big role in it and there's like tesla tanks and tesla reactors and tesla coils and stuff that are all like attacking units and stuff um there's mind control because there's like this guy that has like a thing attached to the back of his head that makes him able to mind control people the whole thing is just like loaded with like goofiness like b like Mm -hmm. b movie style goofiness and uh it's directly affected by the game videos so like in between missions you'd have you'd like complete whatever task or whatever and then it would be like briefed and concluded by like a live action video and these movies i think made the fucking game what it was or at least in single player single player to me was like what i normally did and it's so good it was so fun because they played it semi straight they have these goofy fucking roles where they're you know she's agent tanya and she's gonna go strap dynamite on some ships to sink them and stuff and it's they play it so straight and it felt so authentic it made it exciting to see that in the film or in the in the little movies um and they're definitely playing like very like animated characters so when i was watching this i directly compared it to that because Mm. in those instances it was very very intentional to be kind of over the top and ridiculous because the technology is that way the whole game is that way um so i compared it to that and honestly it gave me more respect for that bathroom fit scene where she has the knife in her back and she's just running around screaming it it was bad it was great it was horrible i didn't like it because of that oh i hated it no it was i don't know i thought no, it's sweet. I, no, wait. I feel like you're just saying that because you are saying that you saw boobies. Oh, uh, bloody boobies. No, but like, I thought, I don't know. Anyway, continue. It was one of the standout moments of the I movie. Thought, I thought it was a, how else would you play if you woke up with a knife in your back, though? I just, I, I thought it was over the top. Very yeah. much so. Like, it oh, was like, sure. like, not because Pinhead yeah. said she wasn't feeling pain. And she was screaming like bloody murder a lot of the time. And then to he, then to for him to say like you don't have pain and then she's good like point. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like, I don't. Like she was screaming <laughs> yeah, that whole I guess time. That's a fair point. Yeah, I thought it was a very interesting comparison to compare it to that. I would one hundred percent say I think that Kari's appearance in Riddle It Two was by far better. I thought it oh. it was suit. I no, honestly, I I have played that game through within the last year. I play it kind of often because I think it's sincerely one of my favorite games. I think the gameplay is perfect in it, but also the cutscenes are so good. They're so well. They picked. I don't know if it was the director's kind of decision to pick like actors that played over the top on purpose. Or on maybe on accident, but they, you know, whatever. Either way, they they followed the direction and it it serviced the game so well. Um, and I feel like that scene is the closest you can get to like 
where I thought her acting was maybe a little bit appropriate. Most of the time I thought it was very forgettable or like delivering these stupid one-liners and stuff. Yeah, but that, so many one-liners. Yeah, it was it was unbearably and it was they weren't good ones. It was so dull. But I feel like that bathroom <laughs> scene was like the closest I could compare the zaniness of Red Alert 2 and its expansion pack Yuri's Revenge, um, which I would <laughs> highly recommend. <laughs> Um, to this film because it was over the top, it was ridiculous, but it didn't serve the same um, almost tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. It was like they were trying to play it straight for straight's sake, and in the game, in the game, in Red Alert Two, it's very much playing it straight for comedy's sake. Or, yeah. or at least for the, the sake of fun. It's serious and ridiculous roles. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's that that was that's the main distinction of why I enjoy her so much in Red Alert Two, but not here. So yeah. I just thought that's I, fair. I thought that was, that so was much a nice that nice comparison. Old Cody Googled. I did. Kari, whatever movies, <laughs> big jugs, Red Alert Two, big jugs. <laughs> How old were you when you like? Oh, I was probably like ten. Nice. That I think I think she helped you become a man. Uh, I don't know. I think it was more of like grainy, like weird, like footage things, and I was like, ah, okay. And it was mostly my friend that did the googling, and I was kind of like, dude, you seem kind of weird for like just like googling people, huh? Like figuring, like I mean, we were like ten, and he's like trying to figure out who these people are so he can see their like jugs and it's like oh he was trying to see them naked he was trying to see their jugs yeah, yeah that's like classic sixth grade slumber party perving around is that what boys did uh, yeah i mean is that what boys did at slumber parties was try to find jugs jugs were definitely a part of it that's just so i'm sorry it's just like i think girl slumber parties were a little different so yeah that's interesting no, no i think that is kind of like maybe a regular thing which is kind of weird huh. and maybe concerning you start perving out it's like yeah. you're public about it with your friends that's, we- that's weird you guys are just perving together hey i'm not no proud, not weird it's just interesting because just it's just a, a different experience for a group of gal yeah. a group of young gals I, at least in my experience, you we mean didn't you guys aren't out. googling Brad no, Pitt we would, donger? we would talk about like it was more like talking about we would like talk about boys at school that we had crushes on that turns out we're looking up big jugs mm. together. Yeah, we're talking about their like, asses. It's so weird thinking about like young like sixth grade girls. They're talking about these boys that we were in love with who were not paying attention to us. Meanwhile, they were with their friends looking up jugs on Google, like together, being weirdos. Yeah. It's know, crazy. You know what you say. <laughs> we were like going through our yearbook and like I was like putting hearts around the boys alike. And they're putting and, like, hearts around jugs and jugs. And like, of empty printing Printing off pictures of jugs to go jerk off later <laughs> on the HB printer. <laughs> Y'all are nasty. Hold on, let me print this off. <laughs> oh yeah, this is gonna be a good one. <laughs> oh no, running out of ink, but I can make out, it work. We're running out of yellow. Oh, that's silly. Hey, that sounds hey. worth it. So, is she in more than one game, or is she just in that one? She is in. Red Alert 2 and the expansion pack to that game, Yuri's Revenge. I cannot recommend that game enough. I try to get everyone to play it just because I think it's so fantastic. It's so easy to play and brings brings me back brings 
being ten and wanting to. One what? Touch boobs. <laughs> nice. I like it. Huh? I'll I'll have to check that out sometime. I'll send you a link. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Trying to be R two D two here. All right. Woo! So we found out what Cody jerks off to. Let's talk about what Sloane jerks off. That to. is not at all what I'm about to talk about. So, in the movie. I feel like there were a lot of hints that maybe the original film was supposed to be about vampires. There's a lot of, like, undead stuff. Like, you know, yeah. they, they mm-hmm. die and they're brought back to life and it's set in Romania, the beginning of vampire lore. So... Oh, true. Good point. Yeah. It was... It seemed to be strongly hinting at this was maybe originally supposed to be about vampires. Just, like, new metal vampires. Um, <laughs> was the vibe that I, I got. I love that phrase. Um, so... For my for Sloan sidetrack, I did a, a a little bit of research into Romanian vampires. Okay. So, real quick, like so, the debtors in this movie I think fit this Wikipedia definition of a vampire: a creature that subsists by feeding on the vital essence of the living. So I feel like Winter, mm. like the way that he would put his mouth. On people's mouths. So that doesn't and, even really say, like, the blood and fangs. Yeah, it can mm-hmm. just be... It can be, like, life energy. That is a thing with vampire lore, too, of, like, just, like, life energy. And, like, okay. he had this cult where people seemed to be killing themselves for him. And it seemed like he was getting something out of their energy to do that. And also, the coming back from the dead really goes into what we're going to get into here with the uh, Romanian lore of the vampire. Okay, so are you saying Romanian vampires are a little different than, like, the classic, traditional... Well, the thing is, so what I'm about to describe, you'll see that they're they're definitely, I think, what we get, like, our classic vampire ideas come from Romanian lore, but also, like, the big thing is, like, the undead part. That's, like, very important to this. It's coming back from the dead and becoming a vampire. Okay. So, a little bit of background. Uh, popular myth in Romania since the Middle Ages. Um, I feel like I have to bring up Vlad the Impaler because he's classic. He's classic. Classic Romanian vampire type of character. So, as you guys know, Dracula is based off of Vlad the Impaler. He's a Romanian uh, ruler and known to be very brutal um in and he was ar- like around the 1400s we're getting to like the end of the middle ages when he was in power and slaughtering people one thing so i feel like everybody's pretty familiar at this point with vlad's myths like you know he impaled mm-hmm. it's in his I name mean, we know that at least, um yeah. we know that and i think a lot, a lot of it is pretty well known but one thing that i did learn during my research was one story about him that was like so like, he was used as inspiration for dracula because of his brutality. Like, just the stories around him were, like, so fucked up. He's like, I gotta... This is juicy stuff. So, one of them was that he would have... The story is... He would have dying enemies brought to, like, his dinner table so he could watch them die and dip his bread in their blood. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> like, anti-garlic butter. Because, you know, garlic vampires. Uh... <laughs> I guess. I wrote that joke down. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so anyway, we I just feel like I have to touch on that because he is Transylvania vampire. Ooh. So we have to talk about it. But anyway, we're we're done with him. We're done with Vlad. We're gonna go into Romanian lore. Okay. So 
been around for a long time, as mentioned, since the Middle Ages. Um, and they, like, they kind of just, like, kept their pagan beliefs in vampires throughout time, throughout being ruled by all different kinds of people. And they kind of, like, transitioned it into, like, working into the Catholic system. Because it's kind of pagan in its roots. But they, like, just, instead of abandoning these beliefs, they just kind of folded it into with Catholic traditions of, like, thinking that vampires have to do with, like, baptism and, like, maybe you're, like, the ideas of demons and, like, these Christian ideas of evil, which is kind of cool that they kept it around. They just kind of like how we do Christmas, you know? They kept the tradition just folded uh, Judeo-Christianity into it. Okay. So, there are, this is a little complicated. There are two types of vampires in Romanian lore. There's the Moroi and the, okay, the main one we're going to talk about, it's spelled Strigoi, but I looked it up, and it's I think it's pronounced Stigunt. So that's how we're going to refer to I'm it now. I'm looking at that on your paper. It does not look like you would pronounce that Stigunt. Stigunt. Huh. Oh. So we're going to go, we're going to say Stigunt from okay. now on. So Stigunt, there's two types. There's the alive one, and there's the undead one. And oh, that's wow. what we're going to focus on the undead. So alive, it's just kind of like witches. Um, you know, they do spooky spells and they'll like look at you funny oh, yeah. and they also will suck the blood of their neighbors and livestock. Okay. Real jerks. Terrible neighbors. Bad neighbor. The undead ones, though, the undead Stigant is re- an, a reanimated corpse and they are known to attack their family oh. in the night. It's a big part. Cool. Yeah, not cool. Uh, they're kind of, and this is where, like, it's a lot of the classic, I think, lore comes from this. Like, the garlic. So, like, for a very, for, like, since the Middle Ages, they believed in, like, the Slavic areas that garlic had healing powers. It would protect you against the plague. It would protect you from demons and witches oh, and so vampires. Weird. I wonder so, where like, that started. Well, it came from Egypt, and I think that... I think that it does have some, like, good things that it can do for your body. And so people, not knowing science, just assumed magic. Okay. Uh, so it was, though, with specific to vampires, they would, if they thought there was a vampire in the area, they would rub it on their windows and on the door to protect their family. And then because they were known to suck the blood out of your animals, they'd rub it all over their livestock. So they'd rub their cows down in garlic to oh, protect them from demons cows. and street gods. Do you know what kind yeah. of garlic they'd rub on them? Would they rub just like cloves or would they like try to like... That's a thing that I didn't find because I was wondering that too. Like do, so are they cutting them open and like trying to really get the smell? Yeah, or just like tying because... garlic around their neck or like I was... So I'm guessing that they like would crush it and like really get the smell yeah. and all the stuff because also I saw something online that was thinking that maybe also part of this was that it was like there was an allergy to garlic that might have made people think it had also supernatural powers to ward off evil. Mm. So if you're allergic to garlic, maybe you're a bad guy. Yeah, stupid. We'll also, get into more garlic, of that too. That'd be also, garlic is just those. a health like thing too. Yeah, like, put garlic that's the in everything because it's great similar for to you. ginger. It's just like a yeah, similar thing to ginger, how it's yeah. been thought to have like it was thought to have magical powers, where it just like actually just has like good things that are good, good for your body good for and good your for your gut health, and so people assumed it was magic. But some more like just classic vampire lore, I think, comes from Romanian vampire ideas. So shape shifting, like thinking that they could turn into bats or wolves or snakes, was a thing, and I think it also the they could become mist. Yeah. 
or to go be, under doors and stuff. Yeah, or become and we'll get into that in a second. Or become invisible. I think this is also they were into the idea that they could fly. It's where they believe that they could, as mentioned, suck blood or live off of life energy of living beings. And though in the um, Romanian tradition, they, like I feel like we always see vampires biting necks. They thought that they bit your eyeballs or right over your oh, heart no way. on your like chest. That. I like yeah, both of real those. Real gross. Strigot. So, how do you become one? There are some options. Again, the main thing is being undead. So, like, their big concern is you live a normal life, but when you die, if you have any of these things, you are susceptible to coming, becoming undead and a vampire. Okay. So, some things that can happen. You're a more dangerous corpse. You're like... a more dangerous corpse. we got to really watch okay. your corpse. Okay. okay. They really huh. keep an eye out. What they makes are you a dangerous so corpse? Se- this is what makes you a dangerous corpse. If you're born with a call, I had to look this up, a call, it's really gross. It's a membrane that covers a newborn's head or face. Like C-A-U-L. They come out with like a mask on their head and they have to cut it off. I guess Ew. it's no big deal, but it's That's super gross. Yeah, it's super gross, right? Does that just happen to babies? Yeah, they're just born with like a, it's like an extra placenta type thing that accidentally grows on the baby's face. Ew, fuck that. Vampire. Super Vampire. Uh-uh. Another one, extra nipple. If they're born with a tail, if they're hairy, <laughs> if they're born nipples. with teeth. Or if the child is born out of wedlock, might become a vampire. Uh, see, Another... I was down, like the rest of them were like, that's kind of weird. But Catholic. Mm. Yeah, so gotta be married. Another one, if you are the seventh child in a family of siblings of the same sex. So, that's so if there much. have been six girls, well, I mean, it's Romania it's like all you do, in right? the Middle Ages, Zero. you're just popping them out because you hope one lives. So, like, if there were six girls born and you're the seventh, uh oh, you might be a vampire later. Mm. We gotta watch out. Um, the other one, if you're pregnant, if you're like a pregnant woman and um, a vampire looks at you, you might have a vampire in your belly. Or if a black cat Boom. crosses your path. Another one I like, if a pregnant woman doesn't eat salt, her baby might become a vampire. Well, I duh. agree. <laughs> It's so yeah, funny. Yeah, I feel like that's just true. Another one, Romanians hate redheads because if you are born with red hair, you might become a vampire. Redheads are bad news. Yeah. Also, if you have red hair and blue eyes, oh, we You're really got to watch him. We, we got to watch that guy. Cut your corpse into a bunch of cubes, so. Mm-hmm. Just that's part of it. So uh, another thing, too, if like in your life, you uh, if you commit suicide, you might become a vampire, which is a bummer. Like. It sucks. But Catholic stuff. Uh, if you do witchcraft, if you have false oaths, if you are excommunicated from your church, you might become a vampire. Also, if you're dead and a cat jumps over your body or your coffin, <laughs> oh, come you might on. become a vampire. <laughs> so we gotta watch That's out. absurd. So there's a lot of things that can happen. Also, sudden deaths are a thing. So like if a kid like dies. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if, if you, you get SIDS, probably a vampire. If you die suddenly, huh. especially then they're like, well, the thing is that they think if you die suddenly, like maybe they died because they got bit by a vampire. When you were you were taking you were doing some churning the butter, taking a yeah, piss, you're just living your life. And you got attacked gun. by a vampire, so you might die suddenly. Put, should have rubbed garlic all over that baby. So if any of these things happened, they gotta check on your body. Hmm. Uh, the other oh, and the other one too is. So if okay, maybe you didn't have any of these things, but they find a hole near your headstone. Remember the mist thing? 
you could be a vampire and missed out of the hole and oh go back in. Oh my god. <laughs> so if there's a hole. Like a hole in the ground? Like, a hole near the headstone. If they see a hole, they're like, uh-oh, that's, that's a, a vampire, vampire hole. hole. They're missing out where that's they're sleeping. Or you're, you're turning into that a, thing up. Yeah. Or Bottle. you're turning into a snake and snaking out. Mm. So, <laughs> so there's... There's some there's really so many primitive rules. superstitions There's here. so many rules and so many... It seems very likely to be a vampire with all these rules. It sounds tough to avoid being a vampire. Uh, yeah, and so they're on high alert in mm. Romania. Uh, if you And yeah, if you die suddenly... So a thing that they do is they check... They check on your corpse. Some would say it's exhuming. Some would say it's disturbing a corpse. I'm saying they're checking on them. If you were a child, there's also, there's even more rules. If you were a child, they check on you in three years. If you were a young person, you're like a preteen, they check on you in four to five. Is that someone's job? Like the the vampire The village does it. Or they spread the love. I think it's just like the I think village, the family. Actually, it's a family thing. It's a family thing. It's a family thing because you don't like the thing is too like people were very concerned about becoming a vampire in death because they didn't want to attack their families. So they're like, "Hey, dude, I have red hair. Check on my body. Mm. I don't want to kill you." They're like, "Okay, dude, you got it, Brian. We're gonna check on you. We're gonna check out for mist holes." Yeah, I it's, got you. They man. are vigilant about it because you want you want to be killed. And if you're an adult that dies suddenly, they check on you in seven years. So one thing, if they check on you and you're a ske- if you're not a skeleton in those time frame, vampire. If you didn't rot quick enough? Yeah, vampire. Uh, another thing, if you have any of these possibilities and they check on you, if they exhume the corpse and your face is red, vampire. Um, if you are laying face down, vampire. If you have blood in your coffin, vampire. And if there's cornmeal... Cornmeal. Cor- Don't know why. Wait. Moving on. If you have cornmeal in your coffin? Vampire. <laughs> Who put the cornmeal in there? The vampire dig, because they're vamping. That's a That literally move. is not a thing. That somebody be like, let's yeah. dig it up and put cornmeal in it. Like, right. What? And then tell people, you know what? I think if they have cornmeal in there, they're bad. Because <laughs> they got cornmeal on them while they were vampiring around. That is a We, so, we sell vampire do? and vampire accessories. Like, we'll put cornmeal in people's graves. So what do you do if any of these symptoms are present? You, number one. So there's some things that you do to the body. You put garlic in their mouth. Millet seeds. You put millet seeds in the coffin so if the vampire wakes up, it takes them a bit to get out because they have to eat through the seeds. Uh, Just gives them a challenge. Um, You so silly. You put rose thorns in their coughing so it'll poke them That's so they're uncomfortable. <laughs> but then all of these are just like to slow them down because then you put a stake over their coffin so when they finally get out, they get stabbed. They get impaled. They impale themselves. That's fucking stupid. Or you this cut out bad. the middleman and put a stake through their heart or their belly button. Yeah, just that do makes that more one. sense. Similar though, I gotta say, in the Hellraiser movie, when he chained them in the belly. That was iron through the navel, which is mm. tradition in Romanian lore navel. to do an iron through the navel. It's not through the heart. Heart or navel. Heart through okay. the So I just was wondering if they intentionally were referencing it. Is that why Pinhead had all that cornbread or cornmeal? I think so. I think that's why he had that pizza with the cornmeal that in the bottom because he's really a vampire. strange. I literally I don't know what you're talking about anymore and I feel like I've missed the entire movie. 
Did he so, have pizza? Was pizza? He did not have cornmeal. Was, was he a delivery boy for pizza? Like, what yeah, am I missing? Yeah, he's a Domino's guy. He got the pizza tracker. My pizza, your way. pleasure. <laughs> 30 <laughs> minutes or less. Penny's on I would his pay way money. Pizza. I would pay $5 extra for delivery. Just five? <laughs> For that full yeah. costume? I'm not rich, oh, Sloan. I'm not going to okay, pay for a pinhead costume plus, like, dominoes. Yeah, like, like then good. there's just the charge and then there's the tip. Yeah, that's We're fair. We're talking a lot of money. And he's doing it a lot. He's doing multiple deliveries with this costume. Uh, that's fair. Uh. So, your other option, if you don't want to put millet seeds and a steak over it if you want to be really sure this vampire is not gonna vampire anymore or strigot anymore you dismember it you take out the heart and the liver and you burn it piece by piece and then you take the ashes and you mix it with water mm-hmm. and then you have the family of the vampire drink it to protect Ew. them yeah wait yeah. The ashes of the burned dead person? See, this Usually is why they did the, the cornmeal first. You don't want to get, like, that's, you do the easy solutions first. Okay. Well, yeah. This yeah. makes sense. But, no, the but, cornmeal is a sign. The millet seeds. Oh, the is millet. A, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And a steak. The, but, the silly options. So, yeah, so, like, the thing first. is, too, especially if you were an undead Strigot, you specifically attack your family. So, they give your ashes mixed with water to the family to protect them and to put the body to rest. So, this is actually just like people fucking with people. Right? Like, they've got to be like, hey, you're going to cut up your family <laughs> you, members. you got to do it. Like, it's like, you, you got to drink what, them, guys? too. It's like Guess Beavis what, and guys? Butthead just, like, hanging out and being like, eh, they're going to cut him up. I got, a, <laughs> I got a really interesting story for you guys. So this sounds medieval as fuck, right? God to, like, damn burn it. them it happened, like, and give it to your family. In 2004, some shit happened in Romania. What? So... This lore has been passed on generation to generation since the 400s, and turns out it continued to at least 2004. Uh, So (laughs) there's this small village. Two years after this movie came out, huh? (laughs) Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. It was going on around the same time in 2004 in this town called. Gonna butcher the pronunciation. Marotinu de Sus, Romania. Population about 300 people. There's this guy named Petra Toma who passed away. And Um, about three months after he died, his niece, a 26-year-old woman, mm. was complaining that at night she felt ill and was hallucinating. Mm. So she assumed that her uncle was a vampire and was sucking her blood at night through her heart. What else could it be? What else could it be? Damn, I'm so upset by this. So. 2004, we know better. So her dad was like, yeah, girl, it probably is Petra being a vampire, being an undead strogi. So he and five other dudes exhumed the body impaled Petra. Oh, also, they're like, evidence. He's definitely a vampire because, according to them, he had blood on his mouth and a bloated belly. Oh, Guessing like bloated belly. because yeah, he's a dead person. Like a dead person. <laughs> like a dead person? Or because he's been snacking on blood, I he's guess. He's been snacking on the girl's blood. So they're like, vampire! Caught him! So they impaled his heart. Well, they broke open his chest bones. He broke his ribs open. Impaled his heart, scooped it out. They took his heart to the town square and burned it. 
to turn it to ash. They mixed the ash Don't with some water and they gave it to the girl oh. to put to put Petra to rest and protect her from any future vampire attacks. Uh, I bet she was never attacked by a vampire again. And she said she felt way better. Yeah. And so, like, the cops got involved because they're playing with dead bodies and burning them and breaking them open. Right. We have laws. And the cops are like, <sighs> what the fuck, guys? And they're like, we have to decide what the charges are because we have to figure out if this is a pattern. We have to establish this is a one-time occurrence or a pattern. And the people of the village were like, it is a fucking pattern and we're sick of it. This fucking family keeps digging up bodies and burning them. You mean them. it's one weird family? I think so. The village was mad. They're Ugh. sick of this shit. They keep doing it. This vampire family is way too into the lore. God, the rest of the village has like flip phones at this point, and these yeah. guys are exhuming <laughs> vampires. They love the lore. And they're like, the villagers are like, yeah, it is a problem. It's a pattern. Arrest these people. Meanwhile, the dad, he's like, getting interviewed he's so proud of himself he's like yeah dude i did that and then his wife is like i don't see what the big deal is worst case he was a vampire and we protected people from a vampire but or he wasn't a vampire and who cares he's dead cares why do you dead. care if we touch his dead body he's fucking mm-hmm. dead it's our who dad gives uncle. A shit? they're like who gives a shit he's dead which i mean if you're dead who gives a shit i, I mean uh, i see that i kind of see that point but anyway, so turns out, yeah, people are still doing these practices, mm. at I least in remote villages in Rome. The drinking of the ash. That's so gross and unnecessary. Is something else. Do you think there's different qualities of ash? Like if you burn it enough I bet, or well, if it's too I fleshy? Well, I mean, they did specifically <sighs> use just the heart, like not like bone. It wasn't like bone that she drank. It was just heart. heart. So it was like, it was, you know, flesh at least. I bet also, though, you need, like, a very high, high temperature to, like, turn bone to ash. It's not as hard with something fleshy. So I think, you know, with their little village just taking it. The fact that they, the audacity do, taking it to the town square. So proudly bringing this grandpa guts. He's like, I protected my daughter from that vampire. I hate it. So that's Romanian vampire lore. Bad. And it it continues today. I don't like it. Okay. I'm not a fan. Well, thank you for sharing, Sloan. Yeah. That was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I um, was hoping that you would learn something. I, I really liked the end story there. Yeah. That's yeah. unsettling and dumb and frustrating and gross yep. and interesting. <laughs> I and feel like that's what the cops were saying as yeah. they were trying to Ugh, figure out how to charge God. this family. They're like, yeah, so what? It's <laughs> Who bad. gives a shit? It's not good. It's real gross. It's like, also, it was like a three-month-old dead body that she drank. Oh, Which is, like, old enough that it's terrifying. Ugh. 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 Ugh, I want to throw up. But not so old that it's just dusty bones that don't matter. No, it's like it was... It's, still dead person. It was, like, gooey flesh. Hmm. Anyway. I'm not a fan. But her dad took care of it. No more vampire. And the dad's like, what? He's put to rest. I helped Petra, my brother-in-law. How dare you criticize me? I helped Petra. Just chomp on a garlic and move on. (laughs) That is absurd. Yep. You guys want to hear about this, uh, this guy that made the music? Yeah. I don't. We are. Is he a vampire? He's not. Oh. He's German. Well, but I don't want to hear about it. Move on. All right. Well, that was it. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right, guys. I got a little bit uh, about this guy. So, Bring it. Um, 
like the previous movie, you cannot find the whole soundtrack to this anywhere. It just doesn't exist. But I found the main theme and the end theme, uh, okay. and I listened to it again, and it's it sounds like what you remember with the movie. There's just kind of like a vaguely sad, spooky piano, shitty techno drums, mm-hmm. and like a creepy synth behind oh, it. Aaron. Going, D-do-do, okay. 5-1-2. I tried to tab it out again. I was going to say, is that the best that you hear? Uh, I, yeah. I expect to hear like a vocal rendition, uh-huh. so it's kind yeah. of upsetting to... That's, that's the best okay. I could do. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, it starts with that weird piano, shitty techno. The end theme had a little more classic Hellraiser cinematic orchestra horror stuff. And it actually felt like it was nods to our classic. It, yeah. had, it had those notes kind of peppered in oh, there. Oh, I did not know um, this. So, who is this guy? It And it's not... So, his name is Henning... Loner, L O H N E R, Henning Loner. Oh, he said. And so, unlike the last movie where it was kind of a hodgepodge of stock uh, music, this yeah. guy actually composed this whole one on purpose. Hmm. Yeah, um, which on I thought purpose. once we got to stock, it was going to be all. Yeah, you would we think were you were never going to go just, backwards. You just pick nope. from the library. This guy's kind of a bigger deal, actually. Um, he is really known for his film scores uh and he is in hans zimmer's music cooperative company called remote control productions um so he is he is one of so hans zimmer and uh a buddy i guess named uh, uh 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 jay rifkin started a company um to make music scores to take people under their wings had a, a big collective and just be involved with a bunch of music and movies and so at, they started as, they were called Media Ventures, which is the only thing credited in this credits. Like, I couldn't find this mm. Lorna Dune or whatever her his name is, Henning Lohner. Um, it was just Media Ventures. Mm-hmm. And so I found out that they were called Media Ventures, and then the two partners, Hans Zimmer and Jay Rifkin, sued each other. Oh, Jay isn't even scandal. Jay isn't even in it anymore. It's just Hans and oh. his network of Hans protégés. Yeah, um, so he's, so Hans Zimmer's, uh, pals, what, what did I call them, uh, the Hans Bros? <laughs> Not the Hans Bros, it's called Remote Control Productions. Mm-hmm. They, they've done a shit ton of movies, like Transformers, Inception, Dark Knight, oh. Shrek. Whoa. They did Shrek. What? Wait, what did they do? Wait, what? Is, what? I mean, what? not Shrek. specifically this guy, but this Han, Hans Zimmer's group of music, musicians. There's a ton of people. It's just like... So wait, name he a movie Smash they've done Mouth? <laughs> yes. You know what? Good point. I don't know how that works. Um, I guess the cinematic parts... They pulled them out. They Smash pulled Mouth Smash Mouth out of diamonds in the rough. Yeah, exactly. They discovered Smash Mouth. They've done... Mouth. No. Um, they've done <laughs> video games, uh, starting in 2001, they did Metal Gear Solid 2, they did Ooh. Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, uh, but what this guy specifically, what Henning Lohner is famous for, is The Ring 2, his, uh, it got nominated for the best horror score at, at that year, I guess the it was kind of two? a big deal, yeah, I guess, um, okay, I haven't seen it Incident. did it have Smash Mouth? It did. It was all Smash Mouth. Oh, that makes sense. Um, an incident at Loch Ness is a comedy, actually. 
Um, he scored over 40 films, and most of these guys, when we dig them up, mm-hmm. they're not bragging about Hellraiser. Like, it's not even in their Wikipedia page, their bio page, or anything. But no, we have a sentence here It's like, so he did so many things from comedies like <laughs> Herzog's Incident at Loch Ness, children's animated films like Laura's Star, family entertainment like Turtle, The Incredible Journey, which I kind of want to check out, to <laughs> horror movies such as Hellraiser Dead. I mean, none of these were blockbuster hits, no, no, what they're listing. No, but the thing is, it did mention Hellraiser Deader two times yeah. on that. Like, yeah. And, uh, Had an incredible, uh, honestly. Could you repeat what the turtle movie was? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's called... It, it's... Uh, do, 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 what is do, it? Turtle, The Incredible Journey. Turtle, colon, The Incredible Journey. Have, did you look it into this looks at magical. All? Do what? Did you look into this at all? No, I... The turtle movie? The turtle film? It, it seemed this. like a dead end. It didn't <laughs> seem fair. very related that's to fair. what we're that's talking fair. about. Uh, something that he did that was controversial, I guess. Uh, in 2012, he had to rearrange the theme of the oldest and most watched news program in German TV. Mm. Uh, Tagesschau. I assume that's like Fox News or something over there. He redid it and it was it was controversial at the time. He's done. He redid the did, music did you get, for Fox News like, in Germany. Yeah, yeah but did much. you get? Was that controversial? Yeah, oh, it was just like, like a, a known classic. sound. It's a classic yeah, thing yeah. that, like, and the oldest the old one people ever. People will be like, Mah. exactly. Why is this different? Yeah, he's just done a ton of stuff. He's a real bad boy. So what? What I thought was interesting. Not only does he do music, he is a straight up Stripper. visual artist. <laughs> he is part of a. <laughs> A tag team of two artists that, what is it called? Henning Loner and his buddy Van Carlson. They have a artist duo name that is called Loner Carlson, mm-hmm. and they have done a lot of things. Is they it are, good? Well, here are some of the projects. Uh, he's so he's done. Uh, Let me see. What? Well, you're the artist here, so okay. He's done a, a bunch of uh, videos documentaries about okay. artists, contemporary artists, okay. such as Dennis Hopper. Do you know him? I know that name. I know No, I feel like Dennis Hopper is known for other things. Hold on. I'm Googling this now Googling. because it's important. Googling. He made a documentary about this guy. Dennis okay. Hopper, I feel... Why do I feel like he... Oh, Dennis fucking Hopper. Ah, that's why I know him. He is Who in... Is he? He's an actor. He is an actor. He's an actor. And he is in Blue Velvet. And that is why I know He's him. He's been a bad guy oh, in God something damn. I've hmm. seen. Well, you know the Hellraiser Deader guy made a documentary. Waterworld. Okay. You know, he's going to... I feel like that, that Blue Velvet might be my oh, pick Rebel for Rebel without a For my uh, divergence from whatever franchise we're on. Hmm. That's going to be mine. Wait, is Blue Velvet a horror movie, though? Thriller horror. It's like a blurred line. Okay. Thing. Close enough to count. Okay. Close enough. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. I'm down to rewatch that movie. Here's some so. other artists: Benoit, Beno, Beno, maybe B N O I T, Mandelbrot, oh, Gerhard Richter, Carl Lagerfeld. Okay. No, I was thinking of a different Richter. Brian Eno. Oh, Brian Eno. Uh, Fucking good. Yeah. Bring yeah, it on. Um, so some Musician. names that. Okay, so it's it's not just visual artists. It yeah, like it's, like, it's more making, performers. He's making around. documentaries. This, yeah. this he's cool. doing video music stuff. Yeah. Okay. And two of the big ones, uh, he had a big collaboration with Frank Zappa. 
Oh, okay. I'm into yeah. it. Hell um, yeah. He, he co-produced Frank Zappa's last two albums before Frank Zappa kicked the bucket. And he also made a biographical art film. It was just a documentary mm. um, called Pifi Yatko that was done right after uh, Zappa found out he had terminal cancer. And so this was the first film crew to actually film him writing music ever. Okay. We see wow. him on an old synthesizer called a Synclavier. It just looks like a big old computer thing. Um, so the guy that did the music, it, did he actually do the music for this movie or is like his company? This guy. He, okay. He does, I mean for the movie. He made the... He made he wrote the music for Hellraiser. Okay. All of it. Yeah. Wow. Um, he just seems but, like he too was, big of a deal for Hellraiser Seven straight to video. That's why I was putting surprised out cigarettes to see it before they're smoked in the, in the biography. Yeah. Yeah. So um Pfiatko apparently is Bigfoot language for give me some more apples. What? Frank Zappa's a fucking weirdo. What? Give me some more apples in Bigfoot language. What? Pete Fiatko. I'm just saying. I mean, Frank Zappa, like, makes sense. Fine. Mm hmm. Yeah. So that was the collaboration at the end of Frank Zappa's life. Mm. He made an artsy documentary. Frank Zappa actually made original music for it. Mm. Um, and, and so that was a big thing. And another collaboration, another big one, is uh, the only feature-length video collaboration with John Cage. Are you guys familiar? Ooh, yeah, I know yeah John definitely, Cage. definitely. 21st John century uh, composer. Great. Uh, total weirdo, like, uh He's known eclectic. for his quiet. His, like, big yes. thing is that the silence. 433, which is 4 minutes, 33 seconds. Yeah. Silence, of performance. Silence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, yep. I think it's a that very cool weirdo. thing. He uh, is known for prepared piano pieces, mm -hmm. which I didn't realize this was a thing. It's like modified pianos. You like yeah. stick shit in it, kind of. Yeah, stick shit in um, it. It ruins the piano, but like you can do like like prepared piano pieces. It's fucking bizarre, but like, I mean, I guess if you have a piano that you can just ruin, like fine. Yeah. If you have John Cage, if you're money. John Cage, you get to do that. So, the video for it is just as weird as you would think. It is called 1 to the 11th power and 103. The video is called 1, like with a tiny 11 on the top. Mm -hmm. And the song is called 103. They are, it's, so everything I'm talking about here, the Frank Zappa thing about the apples and this are both free and on YouTube, if anyone wants to check it out. Um, this is uh, 90 minutes divided into 17 parts. There is the song by John Cage and the video by our guy that made the music for Hellraiser. And they're actually not related. They just go together. Like, they're 17 chunks that all... Hmm. Wait. If you just play them at the same time, it's not like they were written together. It's... I'm I don't confused. know. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of confused by that. Like, Wait, what are you saying? It, it so says they are sequentially... They, they are not directly related, but run parallel. Okay. It's... I don't oh, they're know. Supposed to be I, I guess Who they curated were like, this? Who curated them to go I don't together? Know. Okay, no. sorry, sorry. So, so, so it's supposed God. to be played at the same time, or it's... Yeah, it, it ends... The final product is a video that is 90 minutes long, 17 sections, and how the video part was made is each 17... Each of the 17 parts is made by about 1,200 random operations by a computer that randomly changed the lighting and movements of a crane mounted camera this was composed by a camera 
Mm. That was, and, and I watched a so little bit like of it human, today. Not it's involved. just fucking weird lights. It's just strange, yeah. and the music is strange. The whole thing, it's appropriate. And our guy did what part? He did the video part of this. He so did the, he the robot the camera, camera thing. thing. I guess he's just a total I mean, that's not audio so visual artist. Also, like the idea of like an artist making art where they don't actually make the art, where they it's make common. a device that makes art. That's a thing. That's a. They say about it, it's supposed to give pleasure without having any meaning whatsoever. I like it. Yeah. Um, com- coming to that same conclusion, I just realized that Chad Smith of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chicken Foot, other things in general, mm-hmm. um, kind of does. Talladega Nights. <laughs> Talladega Nights, Elf. Wait, is he in Talladega Nights? Um, you, you totally missed my joke. Oh, shit. Oh, no. He, look, he, looks, he, he looks just like, like Will Ferrell. Oh, that! Guy. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll yeah. cut this out. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I'll cut it out. I, I think okay. it's, it's, I think it's funny fruit, you but... realizing that you're wrong and having to cut it out. I but, know exactly uh, who it is. Um, <laughs> he actually does art now with someone oh. that um, records his drumming. And it's like a very similar thing. He, like He has a disconnected but connected role to it where he plays mm. drums and his movements are, depending on how he hits, how fast his hands are moving and how the, the sticks are moving, the colors are different. And mm. um, so that translates to a different, like, ink pattern that's and that ends up on the canvas. And very recently mm. he had a, like, a showing where him and the, art, the other artists that, like, programmed them, like... Cameras, I assume. I, I don't really, I don't know too much into the technicality of it, but like, they had like an art showing where basically that was mm-hmm. a thing, and I think that's like hmm. interesting. And that also, I don't think it's not necessarily like a. Not that you were inferring this, but I don't think it's necessarily a stupid thing to just have like kind of like a periphery part in art. Like, there's definitely I mean, ways that you can like find art and have like a big role in how it actually like becomes art itself yeah i don't know if i should Mm. mention the person because it's like a work in progress but i the guy that i went to grad school with he's like working on thinking of how to make machines to make the art and so he can stand back and let the machine so it's like not artist making the art the artist makes the 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 artist makes makes the the creator of the art and takes a step back important i think that's it's cool it's fun it's interesting and it's and it and it will then bring into question um like the end product I don't know. It's it it, it does it does bring questions into. I don't, I don't think I should get into a whole discussion of it. Right. But I well, think it's, you guys it's might like this guy's stuff. Then yeah. check him out. He's Henning Loner. He's collaborated with Frank Zappa. He's collaborated with John Cage. Definitely and wants thing. to do a full video with him. Hmm. Uh, and he made the fucking music for yeah. Hellraiser Seven. And he's wow. ta- wait, but the weird thing is that he's had these amazing collaborations, but his company has only worked on Turtle, the Turtle Club, and Hellraiser. <laughs> he did though. He did. He's done 40 movies uh-huh. all over the place from horror to Turtles Journey. <laughs> okay. He's done a lot of stuff. It's just interesting that he got John Cage and then Turtle and Hellraiser. Yeah, no, yeah. it is I, kind I, of a wild, like, weird progression. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I didn't want to talk all day, but he is. he has, like, some art that is... He blurred the lines between art and video mm. and music, mm-hmm. and I think he was starting to be... He's known for more than just 
he's just he's just, just an artist i think okay um he focused on making soundtracks for a long because time because you gotta but, make your money yeah but he he does a lot a little bit of everything he's, he's huh. an artist he jumps into hellraiser 7 when that feels like a good idea for his career and a turtle's journey and a turtle's journey maybe that'll be my pick next time we need God damn. <laughs> can you imagine if that's turtle's a horror journey. story it was fucking intense <laughs> you know i had to stop i didn't watching. know his journey i had to like take breaks <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I was just surprised to find such an like uh, important yeah. person this far down the on road. Hellraiser Seven, we had all, the okay. most boring Hellraiser of them all. We had all always talked like we don't know what's gonna happen by the time we get to these sequels, you know? Like yeah, I, I definitely agree. But it seems like more and more the people that do the soundtracks and the people that are behind the scenes are important people. They, they do things. They have done things. That... They moved on to do things. They figured things out. And I feel like it, like, kind of... Um, I don't know if I like this, but I think it reinforces, like, a working in the field... Well, no, I think it makes sense, and I think it's okay. No, I was going to say, like, yeah, it's like working evidence Working in the field of, like... is important. Like, you do things, yeah. and you move up. I don't necessarily like the idea that you have to like start here and go like this is the path that you have to take well i think too we just Mm -hmm. like with movies we think of like just like the actors because that's what you see but Mm -hmm. there's like people that work in film that have jobs it's just their job and it's just like you do all kinds of projects yeah and you're just you just you're a working person you're in the union and you you got your job to do there's it's it's there's I, so much to get get a movie made and I, I think you took that in a little different direction. Oh, uh, but yeah, um, it's a lot of people involved. Yeah, sometimes Hellraiser Seven might not be a lucrative deal. Yeah, it, but it provides maybe opportunity to get known. Who knows? There's lots of ways to uh, get to the top. I guess a lot of so, opportunity to learn the very least. I, yeah, I feel you know, like I hope he took something away. He liked it enough. It's in his fucking Wikipedia page. Yeah. I mean, Wikipedia right, is not right to next him, to Turtles. But Journey. at the same time... <laughs> hmm. oh, we'll have I fun fucking editing hated that. this movie. Um, yeah, well, final recap, I guess, guys. I hated it. It was so boring. It was so... The thing is, it was boring. I wanted to fall asleep. You might have fallen asleep. I probably did. I was having such a hard time staying awake. The Mm. most boring Hellraiser yet. It just meanders in not a fun way. And the story, the plot, the what's going on with Pinhead doesn't make sense. Never makes sense. It's a mess. I fucking hate it. I'm excited for the postmortem where Aaron tries to say this is better than (laughs) five. Get out of my head! Five is Did so good. Like this? Five is so good. I think I need to rewatch five because right now, yeah. Oh my! No, five's better than this is trash. Five's trash too. Five is good. Five. Is five good. had an explanation at least, and it was going for. Five no, was this? at least cyclical. It made sense in its own. It made it made sense within its own universe, and I feel like seven was like this, just like bloated, like. It doesn't even like. 
And I think, like, maybe in its original iteration of, like, a story of undead vampire people in Romania, it could have been cool. But then when they try to throw the Hellraiser thing in, it just none of it makes any fucking sense. And they don't even pretend to make it make sense. Fuck these assholes. So, I'm I'm basically kind of putting words in your mouth here, but, like, Eight is another movie that we have not, well, we have watched, but we have not watched and analyzed, and it is also another Hellraiser movie that was direct-to-video, was not a script that was prepared to be a Hellraiser movie, and we are going to watch, and it could very well be the worst of the bunch, and honestly, I'm assuming it to be the worst of the bunch. Not trying to um, provoke anything, but it's probably going to be the worst. It's called Hell I hope. Come on. I hope one of us accidentally likes it a little bit. I, wa- I, I want <laughs> to just combat you. I know. The MMO. Okay. Aaron has a preconceived dislike for the next movie, and I mm-hmm. want to find everything that I fucking can to like this movie <laughs> just to combat it, just because I know... I know. I'm just taking the Snowraiser 5 thing personally. Also, I'm sorry, Aaron. I definitely cut you off with my hate of this movie. Yeah. What do you like about it? Besides yeah. the boobies. Do what? Do you like the boobies? Yeah, defend it. Why is this better than 5? Because of the boobies? I thought it had a... You know, you guys are talking about... You said cyclical. I guess this one was very linear. It was easy to... It was one girl fucking solving a mystery. She gets a clue. It helps her get to the next place. She gets that clue. It goes mm-hmm. to the next place. We've got some visuals of like edgy, bloody, booby stuff. I said the, no boobies. The Cenobites <laughs> were a disappointment, but I did really like the visuals of the one with the sewn up eyes. Pinhead was pretty strong here. Probably, strong. I think Pinhead was better here than in some of the other late sequels. Um, the I'm just more willing i guess to let some of the plot stuff slide it's that's okay there's different ways to enjoy a movie was it good fuck no it was not good you genuinely think this is better than five maybe apples to oranges here they were very different styles of movie um five was grosser five had more guts but five made me cringe out of my skull this was just more boring she didn't make you cringe no, she was badass. Yeah. I, okay. Be I on record with that. I didn't hate it as much. I didn't hate as much as you guys did. Uh, you it, were falling asleep. You were also bored. I wasn't falling asleep. I mean, I'm mixing up that other movie. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put sleep in my mouth. Sorry. So that was Hellraiser Debtor. Uh, tune in next time where we slurp down to Hellraiser <laughs> 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 8. It's going to get shittier and shittier Hellraiser the next one is going to be the last one with Doug Bradley as Pinhead oh yeah he's not in 9 or 10 and it's the last one that me or Sloan have seen yes we haven't watched 9 or 10 so finally after this one it'll be brand new experiences which is very exciting Cody's seen 9 I've seen 9 but I've not seen the final one and I'm so that's going to be such a good moment what a payoff yeah Uh. So well, gosh, I'm so excited how I was like texting Aaron like after we finished seven, I was like, finally we're like really almost to the end. Like it feels official. Like six, it's like, eh, you're over halfway, but seven, it's like the end is near. End is near. Thank fuck. But it's been 
a journey. We found a lot of weird shit along the way, and it's, it's been fun. Honestly, yeah. I enjoyed them more than I thought I would. Yeah, me too. I I did not feel... Uh, the first time through, I felt like after two was bad. Like, I like yeah. from memory, I thought one, two, and then just like, boop. Total unwatchable. <laughs> Yeah, like, no, yeah, that one, was one two, memory. and then throw it all in the trash forever and never see it. I mean, yeah, still, no. Oh, but Sloan, you're just kind of a dick. There's there's some redeeming qualities to all these movies. So yes, far, yes, 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 yes. Redeeming qualities. I would say there's some that are like I think there's still. Uh, I I thought three. I like three ish. Three ruled part of it. I have feelings. But, you know what? We can save some of these thoughts for yes. post-mortem. Yes, the end for here. sure. For sure. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. So I think it's time to end the episode. Well, thank you, uh, both of the moms that have tuned in. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Another good episode. And uh, as always, I am Wait, Aaron. before we get there, also don't thank forget for that, to Sloan. rate comment subscribe cool. and if you have any suggestions it. or emails or anything send it to <laughs> slasher tracks at gmail.com yeah why are you such a dickhead <laughs> Every... <laughs> okay thank you for tuning in this has been slasher tracks again as always i'm aaron i'm sloan i'm gonna break aaron's glasses good night your stint mom We'll see you next time, slashers. Lately. I want big balls. So was I talking to you while you had your dick in a cave? It's cool to see a boob, though.